0: Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, June 16, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we have on the docket is 365. The number's been on the chart for months. They finally got to 365 I feel like having a cigarette camel no filter no less I don't even smoke they were always going to get to this number they got to this number now let's have the discussion whether or not this number is going to be the end of the road or just a target that was reached maybe they get a bounce from here maybe they go lower tomorrow let's have that discussion and beyond first And since we're the umpire, we're going to call balls and strikes looking at both sides of the tape. First, let's talk about the bounce possibilities. The market reached a very important spot. However, mind you, believe it or not, there is some unfinished business below today's low. Today's low was 364.08. The actual number that should have been reached, this is Calculator type information. I don't make up the numbers. It's what the feedback of the number is from the calculator says 363.97. Does that make a difference? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I thought you should know about it. Maybe you ought to put it on a sticky note. Is 11 cents good enough? Maybe. 365, 364 was a big time spot. So, generally, when you hit a big time spot, you're going to get a reaction back in the other direction. Whether the spot is resistance and they react back down, or the spot is support because price is above and they react back up, either way, that's generally what happens. We already saw that type of thing begin to take place today with the bounce off the 365, 364 area. How come we haven't talked in these videos about 364? That was reserved for inside the number members. But it doesn't really matter. Everybody knew about the 365. And when I say everybody, it's only been on my chart for what? Maybe five, six months? Nobody believed it when I put it on the chart. Now you believe it. Can they bounce from this area? Can they have a DCB, a dead cat bounce? And the answer is... Of course they can. Remember, this is options expiration week. Tomorrow is the last day. A lot of rebalancing will go on across all different asset classes. By the way, you should know that the SPY will pay a dividend overnight. So when we wake up in the morning, the price will be slightly different. The numbers will change. We have to deal with that. It is what it is. It happens four times a year. What you'll notice is, the numbers will still work to a degree. Not all of them, but some of them will pop up again and you kind of scratch your head and say, well, if they paid a dividend, why is that number still important? Why ask why? It just is what it is. You'll see tomorrow when we review the numbers. Can they bounce up to 369, 370, maybe slightly above? How about all the way up to fill a gap at 377, 378? Can they do that? And the answer is they can do anything. The market's been down so much that eventually you're going to get a violent rip-your-face-off rally, even if it's just for half a day, two days, four days, whatever it is. It's coming somewhere. Here's the issue. You do not have a good bottom. The 365 was an important number, 364 in that zone. It's an important spot, but you don't have any kind of bottom You don't have the market telling us there's a bottom. There's no capitulation volume. There's no hair on fire, throw the baby out with the bathwater type of days. They're just declining day after day after day. Now, here's the situation. You have to understand this. Either we're in that rubber band is stretched position, remember. So either the rubber band breaks farther, and I shouldn't have said stretched. The rubber band has really broken So the market can actually find itself a lot lower. We could wake up one day and find the market a lot lower. In that scenario, you really are in a crash position. However, in bear phases, these happen more violently. This wasn't even a rip-your-face-off rally. We haven't seen a rip-your-face-off rally since this whole thing began. All we've seen were bounces in a downtrend. Three times already, I was left at the altar wanting to short the market for the ride lower. Eventually, they're going to give me one of them. Here's the weekly chart. This isn't a low, this is an important spot. Maybe the 200 period moving average, maybe above it, maybe below it. What we're really looking for, and maybe it happens on a Friday, Maybe it happens on a Monday, in this case, maybe Tuesday. Markets closed this coming Monday for what is now known as Juneteenth, even though Monday happens to be June 20th. It's a day off nonetheless. Take it and go do something productive. But what we're really looking for is one of those big, huge swoosh downs in the morning, a big gap down. Eventually, the market reverses some point intraday after flushing everybody out. They put in a reversal on volume. They have follow-through to the upside following that. And there would be some kind of bona fide bottom. We haven't had anything like that yet. We're back on the daily chart. Let's go find one of those bottoms. Here's an example. You have tremendous volume. The volume was over 250 million shares that day. You see the type of candle, they flushed it down, reversed it, finished well on the day, played some games for the next few days, but that's the kind of thing we're looking for. Here's another one. The volume 213 or 14 million shares, that's not really enough, but this is the kind of thing. The market flushes down, it makes a new low, it scares the bejesus out of everybody, and then it proceeds higher after flushing out the final weak hands. That's what we're looking for from a bottom standpoint. We don't have that yet. Write these numbers down for Friday. 370 and a half, 375, and 377 to 378. Those are your upside sticky note numbers for Friday. They're general numbers. Inside the number members will have more refined numbers to the penny. The calculator numbers. What do we have from an inside the numbers standpoint? Well, here's the setup in the morning, zero dark 30. You wake up, they're killing the tape. And there you have it. Our bogey is simple, 370.59 was a former low. We'll go over this when we get back to the chart, but I just want you to see what came out at zero dark 30, what we were prepared for, regardless of which way the market was going. Whether it's going down or up, We have to be prepared with numbers. So if we're below that former low, it opens the door for stuff like 369, 367, and let's not forget the shenanigans tail candle down around 365. We had a flip side stuff. We don't really have to worry about that right now because they didn't go to the flip side stuff. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. I'm going to highlight important stuff but there's other stuff in here there's learnable slash teachable information in here 902 large swings in both directions we know about that 918 you can read it for yourself let's see what we have as the day gets underway so right at the opening bell 371 is important candles closing above is short-term bull case for another leg higher just so you don't miss anything let's review that one one more time remember there's a method to the madness, 931, 371 is important, closing candles above is the short-term bull case, five-minute chart, right of the vertical is today's activity, let's get our faculties, 371 is the pink line, fuchsia line, whatever color that is, the high of day at 935, or right at the opening bell, in the 935 candle, the first five minutes of the day, was 370, 0.94, Point .94 right under 371 there's a method to the madness they came right up to an important spot and were summarily rejected now we don't know at the time could be a shakeout operation until they start closing candles below 369 if they do you don't want to be long why is that because it opens the door for 365 369 is showtime for the bulls. They have to hold this price on candle closes or the bears can drive price a lot farther, like where? Like 365. Nice trade on Nettees. We'll get back to that later when we review stocks on the move. For now at 9:45, 369 is our pivot. Back to the chart. Forget 371. Now we're interested in 369, which is the pivot. Above, the Bulls can rally the tape. Below, they can't. Below, the Bears have the ball. So here it is. 369 is now the pink slash fuchsia line. And guess what? You can see what happened. They got below it, and they tried to get back above. Failed. Tried again. Couldn't get there. Tried again. Failed. What's the high in this candle? The 1330 candle. How about a high of 368.95? There are no accidents. No coincidences in the market. That's an attempt or running a test, and they failed again. 365 was always going to be on the table at some point. Let's see what else we have. 369 is the pivot still. It sets the tone for either the more bear case or the bounce. You have to know your numbers. Below 369, the bears have the ball. It's a meltdown until it's not. The only thing that changes things is back above 369. So, what are we saying? That rips can be sold unless they start closing candles back above 369. 367 and 365 are on the table. They can bounce from anywhere in rodeo formation. At this point, this is 1015, we have to expect they're going to make a run for 365, give or take, don't we? 369 is the pivot. Staying below keeps the door open. Recapturing it puts the bear stuff on hold. That's it. Just kept repeating over and over again. 369 is the pivot. Right at the hour close, they're hanging around the pivot. They're telling you something. If they can get above 369, they pop them. They couldn't do it. You have to know your numbers. 1051 The traders riding the market down to 365 need to book profit before they get there for sure. Why is that? Because they'll come up short, they'll bounce away, they'll spike it through. You don't know exactly which format they're gonna choose on the first run. You don't wanna get screwed, 10.52. Traders willing to take a long side trade down around 3.65 need to realize it's high risk, and they could spike it down to 3.64 or so. Remember, on the first run, they spike it, come up short, All that stuff, that's garden variety market behavior. More of the same, I'm providing the schematic going on break for a while. It's all the same. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart. You had two things. 365 is on the table on the way down, and from 365 to 364 right here is where they should find support and turn it back up in the other direction, at least for a tradable bounce. 365 down to 364, somewhere in that zone, once and for all. It's a target, important, magnetic. Can there be a bounce out of there at reach today? Yes, but you're running out of time on the clock. That was the problem later in the day. You're taking more risk by the later it gets taking a trade. That's just the way it works. And then that's into the end of the day. So one more time on the chart. What were we saying? Once they got below 369, the doors open for 365. they didn't do it in the manner in which I would like. I would have loved them to do it right here. 10:55, 11 o'clock in the morning in that neighborhood. that would have been fantastic. Instead, they play games, they go back up, and they go right back to where. the pivot. They couldn't get above. They finally do the 365, 364. And then they have finally a bounce away from there. Everybody had the schematic. There's something for everybody. Some traders want to ride a short into 365. Some traders want to buy on a spike of 365. Some traders want to do both. Something for everybody. Stocks on the move today. Let's review the numbers of Apple, NetEase, X, which is US Steel, Shopify, Wayfair did not hit its objective or entry target. Neither did PDD, they're off the table, there are no trades, but we will look at the charts of the first four. Two numbers on the board for Apple, we had 130, 129, 129.15, you see what happened with the first one, they came up short, bounced away, did it later, bounced away, they gave you the base hit off the number, but they didn't do it in the manner in which I prefer in order to take the trade and then you see what happened with the second number, 129.15, right into the end of the day, and then they had a rip away from it. Not in the manner in which we prefer, but yet again, the numbers work. NTES, there's your trade in the morning on NTES. The high here is 9,662. They provided more than the minimum required base hit. We had some participation in the room on this one. Jordan and company got this trade under their belt early in the day. U.S. Steel, letter X, 1942, you see what happened. It was certainly supportive of the market. They bounced away from it two, three times. Traders had an opportunity to trade around that number for sure. And once again, you got it, the numbers work. Painting by the numbers, Shopify did its thing, 308.88, 301.81. You take them both, you average the two, it's about 305. They rally back, they provide the minimum required base hit and then some. Nice trade. You guessed it, the numbers work. Camp IWM. New low, old lows no good, now we have new low. If the market bounces, everything bounces together, it's all the same tape, rising tide will lift all boats, you know about all that stuff. Well, what happens if they go lower? Well, we already know the number, we've already had it on the chart, my number in the IWM is 161. That's way more important than wherever they stopped today. Put it on a sticky note, they'll eventually get there and probably lower. But if they bounce first, same as every other market, they'll bounce. And in the case of the IWM, they'll try and recapture some of these former lows. For example, the low from the other day is at 167.74. The high from today is 168.42 somewhere in there is a magnetic thing that will draw price in if they start to bounce. They have to start to bounce first, and if they do, that would be a target magnetic and overhead resistance area. Put it on a sticky note. Folks down at the transportation department, fugly to say the least. We were talking about 12,800. The low today is within spitting distance of that area. That was the top end of the zone down to 12,400, and then you have the 200-week moving average just below that, and then you have this breakup candle low corresponding with the 200-period moving average. So, by the way, if, for example, there was a flush out in the market, whether it's Friday or next Tuesday, that's an area, A, that would be magnetic, B, that would likely be supportive of price at minimum from an intraday perspective. So put that on a sticky note. We'll stay on the weekly chart since we're gonna have to go over there anyway. You see what's going on here. What's the likelihood that the queues, before they reverse, don't run into spike through that 200 week moving average at minimum? It's not likely. It's not likely they're just gonna turn around and leave that alone. So therefore, maybe they have a bounce, but that should be magnetic and draw price in the area around 260. Oi, Bitcoin. I get some emails for traders wanting to review Bitcoin. So let's review Bitcoin. I know it's ugly, it's beyond ugly. I've talked about it before. And the reason I don't talk about it all the time is because I wasn't a Bitcoin person. I traded it once or twice, but I wasn't a believer that this thing was going up like some of the other folks that they parade on TV and whatnot. I showed this chart to the live room members some time ago, and I know people don't want to hear about it. And I'm not saying they get there anytime soon 12,000, 11,700. They're likely going to stop at 15,000, 14,000 long before they get to this number of 11,7. They'll have bounces along the way. But this is an ugly chart. This is busted. This is not an inflation hedge. This is not a replacement of the dollar. This is not a store of value. I've said all these things before, but frankly, I don't talk about it because I don't like the hate mail that comes along with it. I'm just giving you my numbers. This is strictly an opinion. When I say it's not this, it's not this, it's not this, that's my opinion. I see it my way. Others see it their way. And frankly, that is by definition what makes a market. You have... One faction of people that believe in one thing see one thing. You have another faction of people that believe in something different. They see something else, and that's what makes a market. You have buyers on one side, sellers on another. Somebody wins. We'll stay still on the weekly chart. and Remember what I said with the XLF. 31, and if they're below that, it's down to 30. 30 is right below the 200-week moving average. They're almost home. This is an area... ...where we should find garden variety of chart support in the XLF. Might take another day or two or three, but generally speaking, even if they get below 30, what's over here? Well, the low of this breakup candle is 29. It's a buck away. They're going to find support somewhere in here and have some kind of reasonable bounce. What if it's the flush out? What if the rubber band really does snap, crash scenario into next week, whatever... Where's the XLF going? 27. Put that on a sticky note. Maybe it's 26.92. Maybe it's 27.04. But that's the general area. 27. Smash Mouth. Fugly heading toward its 200 period moving average. But there's a lot of stuff in between where the SMH can find support before that 200 period moving average. I wouldn't be a buyer before there. I wouldn't be a buyer until it got close to that 200 period moving average, depending on when it gets there, there's a number that's important. It's around 182. Now the 200 period moving average will creep up over time. I don't know when they get there, but if they got in the zone of 182 or below 182 and they were close to that 200 period moving average, you're likely to see a bounce away from that area. More likely a spike into that average, but the number is more important than the average. Why is that? Because the number is an absolute, the average is an average. Still staying on the weekly chart. We'll review the TLT tonight, getting some questions on that coming in email. So I figured rather than type out the answer 15 times, I'll just review it in the video. And yes, I could just cut and paste it too. Nice tail candle. I'd like to see where this finishes the week. You're starting to get good volume. Let's see where the week finishes. If you get another positive day with some follow-through tomorrow... Then eventually, 118 to 120 will be in the cards. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. Here's your daily candle. Now, it is a reversal candle by definition, finishing on the highs. That's all good. But again, you're lacking the volume we look for that spikes, that shows you there was a change, a shift, a change in character, a change in the market, capitulation, whatever you want to call it. We don't have it. You don't have to have it. It's a nice to have. You want to have a full stack while you're missing the volume in the TLT. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.